I'm Chris from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a show taking a look at the greater Marvel Cinematic and Television Universes, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other marvelously geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 49 of Better Podcasting Live Chat. I am Steven, and I'm here to remind you that it is chat singular, not plural. But we've also got SP here. Welcome to the penultimate 50th episode of Better Podcasting Live Chat. That's with that hard T, no S on the end. Yeah, if you have forgotten what this show is all about, or if you're checking it out for the first time, we're just here to randomly talk some podcasting for, you know, somewhere in the neighborhoods of 30 to 60 minutes-ish. And this is the show that we do in between the seasons of the Better Podcasting main show, which is a little more structured than this one. This is just us mostly unedited. And I say mostly unedited because sometimes tech things happen or sometimes something happens and I have to edit it. But usually this is my lazy time, SP. Yes, definitely lazy, especially since you dogged on the phone that you now own last time <laughs> i did yeah let's talk about that for a second since that's completely different so uh sp is bringing up the fact if you go back to episode number 48 of better podcasting live chat you'll hear me make a little joke about uh samsung phones about samsung images and i made a comment to the gist of the uh pixel and iphones being good colored photos and that samsung phones look pretty and are oversaturated and guess what uh, just last week, I upgraded to a Samsung S23, which has been a whole evolution, which I'll just say, you know, I'm sure I'll recap that on the official Gonna Geek show, you know, when we do the next episode of that. But I stand behind my comment, actually. Uh, so, so you know, I, I actually looked into this whole photo saturation thing before I decided to go that way. I was having some issues with Pixel. I decided it was time to make a bit of a jump over there. And yeah, I, I will say that the photos are... I stand by it. They are more saturated than an iPhone or a Pixel phone. However, I did look into this and the S22, they had sort of backed off a lot of that saturation and they did even more on the S23. And I found that there is a setting I could shut off to, to really dial it back. But so they're a lot more normal than than they were a few years ago. If you do these things and shut that feature off and you go with the current version. But they are. There is elements of oversaturation still on there. So I stand behind it. It's a lot more tolerable than uh, than I would have thought before. And yeah, that's that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring it back to podcasting. I have two questions to ask you. The first one is, what is your podcatcher app of choice on your phone? <sighs> Don't get me started. Um, I keep coming back to beyond pod because so many okay. of these other ones are they're not the real rss feed they're being curated by the different apps and beyond pod is the actual rss feed for that i specify so i keep coming back to beyond pod even though honestly the experience isn't that great that aspect bugs me okay and my next question is if you were a new podcaster today mm -hmm. and you wanted to do some sort of video along with your show, kind of like what we do here on Better Podcasting, and the only camera that you had available to do 4K video and you really wanted to do 4K video was the camera on your phone, how would you recommend that phone 
towards a, a new podcaster that had that phone for podcasting. You think it's a good idea or not? You need to fiddle with it a little bit more, figure it out. I, I need to probably play a little more with it, but it's great. It's it puts great video out. I would have no issues with it. Um, honestly, I think the video is actually the shortcoming on the Pixel phones, and I even thought that that was acceptable for something like this. And actually, smartphones in general, even crummy smartphones in the current standard, there is a case, in my opinion, to be made that they're better than a webcam, even the Logitech Brio. Um, and that's just because they're meant for more point and shoot style. There's some differences with color palettes and things like that a lot of times. Not palettes, but I forget what the, the, the technical thing is. So I would say that most smartphones, you know, you'd be totally fine with and, and they'd look pretty darn decent. Plus, you have an array of lenses that I, work together to bring the picture to you. I do on mine, yes, and and um, we won't well, get most too much in the dude now. Yeah, most of them do, yes, but some of them are. You're really dealing with sort of like um, uh, wide, you know, wide shot and uh, normal, and then from there you sometimes get some zooms. But it's nice though. Yes, phones are a great way to start video, in my opinion. All right. So I asked you all that, both so you can boast <laughs> about your phone and get it out of the way. Right, but so. to lead you, it was leading questions to lead into my first topic that I wanted to cover today, which is that everywhere I go, it, people, when they talk about creating a new show, they're talking about a video show, video podcast, video show. They call it a podcast, but they're talking about a video podcast. We've talked extensively about the definition of a podcast and how the industry has lost control of the term because technical definition of podcast is different than the show. But more than 50%, close to 90%, I would say, of people that I talk to that want to start a new podcast are talking about what kind of setup do I need? And they include video in there. And they all want to know, they all want a three camera setup. I don't know what the deal is with three camera setup, but they all want a three camera setup and they want to know how to do that on $500. So first of all, you're not going to do it under $500, no matter what camera you have. And second of all, you have cameras already. If you're, do if you're three dudes, you have three smartphones, probably, that you can do this with. I am physically convulsing right now <laughs> because the idea of somebody posing that question mm -hmm. means that they don't know much about video. And That's to right. jump into three cameras, it's insanity. Like, I get you might, like, if you're looking to do a big business professional podcast and whatnot, it's a different thing. It's a different question than the question you've just asked. The question you've asked is tailored towards somebody with a low budget who is not looking to sink a bunch of money in to be able to make money. They're looking to do maybe more along the lines of hobbyists or, you know, low income or whatever. So to say I know nothing about video, let me do three cameras is crazy. Now, it's possible, it's doable, but you're going to need to set your expectations low. And um, I, I think you could do it up for 500, if I'm being honest. I think you could do it for 500 if it's just a talking head podcast. You get yourself a few 3C922s, you get OBS, you're off to the races. But you have a whole bunch you need to learn. And you need to be good with now taking on the idea of live switching because that's what OBS is, is, is you're switching automatically. Now you can edit, you can go and record them all individually. And right now, I'm sure half the people listening are going, what is this mumbo jumbo Steven's talking about? Because it's 
honestly sort of basic terms in the scope of what I'm talking about, but it's still a large lift to get into video in general. And now you throw three cameras into it. It's crazy to me. Doable. If you're willing to learn, it's doable, but it is a big thing to jump into feet first. I think a little bit of it is that nomenclature issue that's going around now where people consider shows like we're doing right now as a podcast. And true, our show is a podcast because we distribute it as a podcast, but it's also a video show because we do it live and video is generally live these days, but also because you love video, which is why we're doing it. I would argue and say if you're just getting into podcasting, unless you're tech savvy already with video, the best thing to do would be to go into audio only production first. If you've never done a show before, if you've never done podcasting before, and that way you get into that workflow, you get into that uh, mindset of how much work it actually is yeah. just to do audio, which is easier than video. And then you can progress to video. I think that's the smarter play, but these kids these days, these millies and these whatever Gen Zers, they just <laughs> want to go straight to video. And I think it's the proliferation of the video sites out there like TikTok, like Instagram with the reels or whatever they have over there. And the the YouTubes and the Twitches, that's where they get content. So that's where they think the content is and they want to go directly to it. I think it would be easier for them just to go audio only. In our chat, we've got some great comments. We have Damien in the DM saying they want a three-camera ca uh, setup for the same reason you guys will, such as switching between solo and duo shots. And we had Liberty to do, Dude say three-cam setups are the old brackets analog and brackets standard small studio. 100% agree with both of these comments, but it, it, it doesn't change my mind. It's a big thing to jump into. And um, I get where people are coming from. I think it's a totally valid starting... I, I, I'm going to disagree slightly with SP. I actually think it's okay. a valid starting point if people are wanting to go in on video, but the nature of the question doesn't reflect the nature of the level of commitment needed in order to get into that without any video experience, because the question is just like, so I have, it's so rooted in, I have no experience that it's, I, I won't change my mind on this at the moment. I don't think it, it is a big thing to jump in feet first within the context of that if it was more of like you know i'm looking to expand i i've got i've done one cameras before you know like I, i've done video before or i'm looking to get back into video and so i think i want to target three you know that that is a different tone than what you've just asked so i think it's a lot to bite off and i think if you spend a little more money you actually maybe get easier because there are some video solutions out there that are hardware based that um, make the whole switching process easier and it makes it a, a more straightforward out of the box thing. But, but this, you know, unless you've used something like OBS before, it's going to be a lot of learning if you want to do three. And again, I think it's very valid if you got three people together, like you might want to do that, but are you prepared do to you, put, add that extra workload? Do you think the learning curve to get to that point today in 2023 with a video podcast is more or less than the learning curve that we had to do in 2009, 2010, when we started just with audio? Um, I'm not sure. I, I honestly don't know. I, I think there you could make the case either way. Uh, also in our chat, Liberty Dude says, if one is editing and post, not live three cam editing isn't crazy difficult versus single cam and B-roll, I will disagree with that. I think that editing is going to actually be harder than doing it live. Um, especially if you're a talking head podcast, when you're doing it here, I think it's a little bit easier to set it. 
you're having a chat back and forth, you leave it on the duel. Or if you, we had a third, you leave it on the third. Occasionally I go, oh, SP is talking. I want to flip over to him. And I think it's easier to do it now. And I don't need to think about it later. With editing later, you now are managing three individual timeline tracks. And you it's an extra sync element because it's really easy when you're editing to go back and forth. Or you're using one of the multi-camera editing things, which is a whole different editing process and um, is a different way to edit. And really, now you're kind of forced in that situation to do it almost real time. So I, I actually disagree with that. But I think it's a valid way that he's coming around to it, to the idea of like, you know, maybe it's a different skill set to do it that way. I think there's merit in that. It is different editing afterwards. But I think that for a starter, it's actually easier to do it live. So. I will say for promotion, having video is a lot easier because you can throw it up on those sites, which gets a lot of uh, play. Uh, TikTok seems to be the the place that the same crowd seems to think you got to get on TikTok because that's where everybody is. I don't know exclusively about that. However, there is a lot of traffic there. I don't know if it necessarily is going to translate to your podcast, but that's a different topic. And I know we have some other stuff to talk about, well, but I, well, I just one more wanted thing, to though, drop. Because David, Damien brings up a really good point, and it is something as of right now in June 2023, this is a huge thing going on over the last month or so. Yes. Is he says, just use the AI camera cut plug and ha ha. Very valid. That is the situation where if someone is using a piece of editing software that has this plugin or, you know, they're willing to invest in it, that could flip it back the other way towards editing. Now, it's not perfect, though, because it's going to randomly guess early reviews. This is early technology. I wouldn't want to be, you know, relying on it as, as it is an early thing. But. I think that that would make the multi-track editing a heck of a lot easier if you're just clicking a button and letting it take care of it. But then you're still in that situation where if you're going and you're editing your podcast, it's going to essentially what this AI plugin does is it goes and it grabs videos. It grabs a, the different videos you provide. It grabs the different audio you provide it. And it's smart enough to figure out, OK, so SP is talking. I should show him on this. They're both talking. I should show both of them, et, et cetera. So it's a smart enough thing to do it. But that's going to be the initial back and forth cut. And as you're now going through and editing your podcast, maybe moving sections, you're still dealing with that. Now you've got multiple video tracks you have to keep in sync and accident, not accidentally delete it. So I think that it I think it definitely makes the process easier. But I think we're a little early in that at the moment. But apparently, apparently they're working pretty well on on people who are trying that. So thanks for bringing that up, Damien. Yeah, thanks. I haven't considered that or even heard of that. But now that I have, I kind of want to do it. Uh, the one the one thing that I will say about that is just recording the multiple streams is not easy still. Like if I was going to use StreamYard and their local video recording, I would have to depend on everybody's local hardware to record all the video and then upload it. So I have to look uh, worry about their streams or their uh, uh, internet connection and how long is it going to take to upload so uh, let's just say it's a 1080 stream and I record Legends of Shield like about an hour show. So what do you think, Stephen? That's like a two to four gigabyte file there for I, I, video. I don't know. I stopped paying attention to the files yeah. along to sizes a long time ago. <laughs> I, I know for 4K, it's going to be something like eight to 12. So uh, cut that in fourth. And that's probably about what it's going to be. So that is an excessive amount of data that you're going back and forth. If you're geographically separated, if you're all in the same room, you have to get it off of the devices that you're recording it on because 
to my knowledge, one computer is not, well, in most cases, one computer is not going to be able to record all the streams onto one computer. So there's still a lot of file management that you have to worry about. So that is not a insignificant thing there. Wow. We just spent a lot of time talking (laughs) about that. Hey, it's fun. Uh, Hey, let's switch topics, but on topics. So we're talking about video. We're talking about the idea of live streaming using OBS. And one of the places that we do live stream is to Twitch. Twitch is an Amazon owned streaming service. It started originally not under Amazon, tailored really towards gamers. One time it was actually exclusive gamers. And then they brought in other um, allowed other type of contents uh, content as well. And they have a huge base for live streams. Well, guess what? They have been going through a little bit of the old, um, I don't know. What should we call it? Which service should we pull today? The, the, the Twitter back and forth. We'll pull it, pick, t- pick on Twitter. There's a million okay. we can pull from. Uh, like Google podcasts <laughs> Google would be podcasts, good too. Whatever, right? We yeah. go with any of these because yesterday they announced that they were changing the guidelines for streaming. And what they were saying is that on-stream logos were limited to 3% of screen size, that burned in video ads were not allowed, that burned in display ads were not allowed, and burned in audio ads were not allowed. Essentially, they were trying to tailor things towards using whatever ad services Twitch is offering. But they also made some other changes in that as well, including that apparently you're only allowed to stream only to Twitch now. Now, Some listeners who are familiar might be saying, hey, that was always a thing. Well, it wasn't. What it was was you were only allowed to stream to just Twitch if you were uh, an affiliate. Basically, you were making money off of them. That was one of the conditions in that. But for those of us, them, uh, them, for those of the people like us who don't, uh, we were able to do whatever the heck we wanted as far as streaming to this and YouTube all at the same time. Well, today has been a day of backpedaling because apparently they have just basically come back and said that they have to reassess. They go, quote, today's brand content policy update was overly broad. This created confusion and frustration, and we apologize for that. And um, they also said, uh, sorry, that was yesterday. And then today they actually said, yesterday we released new brand and content guidelines that impacted your ability to work with sponsors to increase your income from streaming. These guidelines are bad for you and bad for Twitch, and we are removing them immediately. So I'm not 100% sure of which things they have pulled back, but they clearly are backpedaling. And I think it makes a lot of sense because if you look at a lot of the gamer streamers, they they do obviously make money on Twitch, but they actually a lot of the streamers on there make money off of actual side ad deals because they can make big revenue off of that, not waiting for the few cents a a view through Twitch. So this is really interesting to see them backpedal. And even though they've backpedaled on it, one of the things was 3% logo SP, right? Is that what the, it said? 3% that, logo, That's right? what I remember reading, yeah. And it said, I think it only said logo. I don't know if it was specifically about ads. So I'm just going to take it as uh, it was about logos. <laughs> and uh, I have now increased the better podcasting logo on our live stream. <laughs> So you got to go over to YouTube or Twitch to see this. It is uh, clearly a lot of better podcasting just in bold and all over the the side screens. And I wonder it since that's I wonder if that's considered a logo or not. I don't know. 
as, as local, I was thinking literally like the the square or the yeah. you know, 16 by nines thing. This is actually just words. So our words alone, even though it's in the style of our show and then the colors of our show, I wonder if that actually counts. I'm not sure, but I, you know what? This, this is it. This, this is the new overlay from now on. No, it's not. Uh, hey, by the way, in our chat on this, uh, Damien, the DM says, quote, overly broad. Actually, it was quite specific. Yeah, that was that was definitely corporate PR mumbo jumbo when they backpedaled. <laughs> what do you think is the over under on how long it's going to take them to actually implement something along these lines that is not overly restricted like they released it for a reason mm -hmm. and what do you say that they're still aiming for that reason but they are gonna have to assess and they're gonna have to actually work it through their corporate structure and everything before they release it so are we talking a month are we talking 45 days are we talking two months yeah i that's where my mind went today when they backpedaled as well because there was something we talked on better podcasting or better podcasting live chat before it's the same exact thing they backpedaled we had the same question. And if I recall correctly, it came on back. So it did. I don't remember what it was, but it. we've talked about this sort of stuff before, and it seems like that's always the case. So I'm sure eventually there will be something. I suspect, though, what it will be will be um, maybe and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think maybe there'll be like another class of streamer. So it'll be like affiliate partner and, you know, super extreme, whatever. And they'll be allowed it. So they'll go on the work, the workout extra deals with these higher profile streamers so they can keep doing it. They'll stay on the platform, but everybody else will get put aside. And I that's where my my mind thinks they'll eventually go because they don't want to lose the big streamers. They don't care about people like you and I. They don't care if we pick up and we go to YouTube tomorrow. They care about the people who are drawing a lot of traffic to Twitch. Yes. And I don't know what their future is going to hold, but I, I know that everybody in this ad revenue restricted environment maybe is a good way to say it, that a lot of people are starting to make some decisions that are, I mean, like Spotify just fired 200 people from their podcasting, for yeah. example. And I think that was all ad base as well. I think with Spotify, it doesn't really affect hobby podcasters, but it does show you how much work and how much money it actually takes to do podcasting professionally and if you're not drawing in that revenue like twitch obviously had to make a change because they wanted to create more revenue then you're gonna have to make some changes i think spotify you knew the correction was coming you just didn't know when or how big it was going to be and spotify cutting the 200 jobs definitely went into that and they have a lot of exclusive deals. I mean, Joe Rogan is the big one that everybody talks about. They have a lot of exclusive deals and they've been cutting those exclusive deals because they just can't pay for it. Yeah. So all that goes to say is I don't think hobby podcasting is dead because it, it never, never really was. We never discussed that aspect of it. But this proves that it's not because uh, even with teams and a lot of money flowing through, it's difficult to continue making a podcast because it's it's just a lot of work and as a hobby podcaster it just depends on how much work you want to put into it and how much personnel that you have on your team and that sort of thing in order to make it work so good on you one person teams two person teams you know four person teams whatever it is good on you for making your podcast work your hobby podcast work because even the big guys are having problems with that thanks for 
uh, showing the uh, Better Podcasting logo there on the single shot. <laughs> no worries. Uh, also, by the way, uh, you talked about the Spotify cutting jobs. Uh, I do. I have one of just actually throw one comment in there before we go into the thing I was about to talk about, which is that I I'm not surprised. I don't think most people are surprised about that. I think that a lot of the people when we saw all this big money start to come in there, a lot of people, we had a lot of chat folks. Even I remember back in the day commenting about how it's like, I don't think they understand really what podcasting is and i think they're looking for a quick cash grab and i don't know that they're going to get that right and that's a lot of the chatter was that sort of stuff and i think that's what's happened is contracts are up and they're like oh it's time to get out mm -hmm. so another change that was made by something that's actually uh, applicable to me because i'm a moderator on a subreddit is over on reddit there was a big decision over there to basically charge more money than anybody could actually make in one of their third-party apps. And as a moderator over on the, the R podcasting subreddit, full Sorry, disclosure there. Just to clarify, for the uh, for the API, meaning the, the third-party apps have to use this service in order to be able to connect to Reddit. That's what they were going to charge more on. I thought I said that, but thank you for clarifying. So I will say that I only use the official apps, and I will say that the official apps suck really hard when you're doing moderation. So I completely understand everybody's ire towards Reddit for doing that, for basically cutting out uh, the ability for those third-party apps to actually work because the official app sucks so hard. I usually do most of my moderating on a PC through a web browser because it has all the options there versus mobile. If there's some emergency and the only thing I have is my mobile with me, I will try to make do. But it is much more difficult to do it on mobile using the official apps and the website than it is on the third-party apps, which I've never used, but I'll just assume it's correct because everybody that I've been talking about that uses third-party apps does it. One of the things that's being talked about is a two-day going dark on some of the main Reddit subreddits out there going dark for two days. Basically, what they're going to do is they're going to take their subreddits and they're going to make them private for two days and some are not planning on coming back and protest now i don't think this is necessarily going to change anything i suspect one of the reasons and this is my personal opinion that reddit made this change is monetary in which these third-party api enabled apps do not well they cut out some of the advertisements that you see through the official apps and through the web browser and they're trying to make up that difference. Like I said, ad restrictive revenue environment. Reddit is, uh, you don't pay for the service, so they have to pay for the service somehow sort of thing. And I think this was just another one of those, maybe we step too far things, but I don't think they realize how much of an issue it is. Now, if the official app would be more functional in what, needs to be done on mobile, then maybe this wouldn't have been a huge issue or as, as huge as, as it is, but I don't know. And there's a lot of podcasters there. There's a lot of podcasters that have their own subreddits. There's a lot of podcasters that use the R podcasting subreddit or whatever other subreddit that's dedicated to podcasting, as well as their content. Like I do Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. So there's definitely Marvel subreddits out there. The biggest one that I interact with is R Marvel Studios. And I would, if I was 
moderating that, I would definitely, with the millions of users they have, I would definitely need tools to be able to do that, uh, uh, mobile tools to be able to do that. So again, I understand what's going on, but it is another example of another social media change that might affect podcasters and their ability to interact with their audience. I don't know where I saw this, but I thought it was our Discord, and I was just looking through it, and I don't see the comment, but so it might have been elsewhere. I thought someone said to the if they found that the official app just um uh did access like phone homing and things like they they found on their firewall it was like calling call sending a, a bunch of things apparently. So which which I would believe you know I I have nothing I can't find the reference, but I believe it. That's pretty standard for a lot of social media apps, but. Um, you know, some people are big on privacy and stuff. And so that would be a reason they wouldn't want to, they, they, they wouldn't want to use the official app. Um, well, you are using another service. So you are giving up something, it, it, especially if they're not, yeah. if you're not paying for the service, like, uh, discord, at least you can donate to, to discord to, and you can, um, uh, buy the nitro subscription. So they are monetizing users that way, but on Reddit, they don't. So they have to make money somehow. So how are they making money? Same way with Meta, with Facebook and Mm -hmm. Instagram. They're using your data to make money. Yeah. So I think this will be interesting to see what happens. Um, We've seen, again, not to reference the same thing twice, but I will. We saw similar things happen on Twitter. Hasn't gone very good on some of these aspects for the API, you know, big API price increases. There are people that leave. Um, I hope Reddit's not the same. Uh, I I do like a lot of the content that you can find on Reddit, even though I'm not on there regularly. All the time I Google blah, 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 Reddit. I tag that on the end because I'll get good information about it. Like looking for, a, you know, a, a good screen protector for the S23 Ultra. S23 Ultra, Reddit is what I search for. <laughs> or screen protector, Reddit. <laughs> tag it on, find good conversation. So we'll see what happens. I do, though, that uh, the SP secret super appreciation for SP fan club subreddit is going to keep going. We're not going to go into the dark. (laughs) Yeah. And as for our podcasting, I know we've actually received some questions on that. Uh, There's been no decision on whether our podcasting is going to go dark or not for those two days. So that will be forthcoming. And uh, that is a decision that the moderation team is going to have to make. And to be honest with you, Banks Naughty Bit is the super moderator. So if it comes down to anything, it's his call. I'm trying to think inside the the mind of Banks Naughty Bits to see which way he'd be on that, and I could make a case either way. I'm looking forward to see to seeing which which side of the fence he lands on that. <laughs> the, the, I, I won't speak for him, but the oh. comments that I've heard so far are that he he's big into the I want to be available for the new podcaster all the time he, and he's done some things that make me think that that is probably where he's leaning to, but I'll bet you it's a 51, 49% sort of decision <laughs> in his mind. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that we should mention right here and right now is that SP has been experimenting with thumbnails and, and I want an update on that, but also, you know, we've, we've had a couple AI generated thumbnails ish on the better podcasting main show the last couple of weeks. So there you go. Lots of thumbnail talk. 
I have not delved into the AI thumbnails yet, like Stephen did. So if we're going to talk AI thumbnails, Stephen's going to have to be the guy for that. Uh, when we did our last Better Podcasting live chat, I mentioned that I wanted to get into graphic, uh, the affinity graphic design tools in order to make better thumbnails. I have not had time to do that in the intervening, whatever it's been, 10, uh, 12 weeks or whatever since we last did this show. However, I have used my Vegas movie, or not, Vegas Pro 19 edit, whatever it's called, Vegas 19. I have used that to create better thumbnails and I have gotten better at it. It's not great. It takes some time. You have to locate the freeze frame that you want to start out with, which takes some time and maybe AI would increase that. And I've gotten better at the words that go on, how to format the words on there and uh, how to pack the design without overly packing the design, whatever. And I will say it has resulted in at least more initial views on the videos over on YouTube. So yes, better thumbnails do help a little bit at least. And if you're doing a show on YouTube, even if it's a static image show, I would recommend that you replace whatever uh, automatic thumbnail shows up on YouTube with a design YouTube. You can either do it in a video editor through Canva or through your graphic design software of choice, whether it's Photoshop, Affinity, or, or whatever. I think it's well where if you're going to do video, if you're going to post in video, those thumbnails are almost a must to do. Now, if you're just starting out and you're trying to figure out everything else, figure out everything else first. The thumbnail is not the first thing that you should be doing. However, it is the first thing that your prospective viewer is going to see. And it actually matters quite a bit, not only to the viewers, but to the algorithm, which is going to point people to your show. And I think do believe that it's worth the effort to do it. I, we're, we're as hobby podcasters, you have to balance that time versus what you actually do for your show. And if you're doing a video show with editing anyway, that's going to take a lot of time. So that is an extra half an hour to an hour, depending on what's going on with the thumbnail. It is time that I need to do. Now, Stephen probably could whip it out in, I don't know, five, 10, 15 minutes. I take a lot more time to do it and I'm I'm still getting used to it. So take it for what it's worth of, of that. But I just wanted to give everybody an update because I said that was one of the things that I wanted to do in the intervening time that we were doing season three of Better Podcasting. Well, thank you for the update on this. And I can't find the feedback, unfortunately. Um, there was essentially... Uh, oh, here we go. I found it. Okay, back on the Gunna Geek show. Um, I don't know which episode it was, but there was an episode of the Gunna Geek show four months ago. There was somebody that replied on there and they said, why is this on my recommended page? To which I responded, I wish I knew the answer. Then I could utilize it for more people. Uh, that was my response. <laughs> but why I bring this up is because you're bringing up the idea about the thumbnails and, you know, it, it helping the algorithm. And I, I never looked into specific metrics on that. Uh, so I'm going off your your uh, observations on that. But if you're designing your thumbnail wrong and you're getting into the wrong algorithm, you might need to twist those tweak those thumbnails, because if you start to get a lot of comments like that, my understanding is, you know, people coming in, leaving, 
is probably not going to be great for the algorithm long term. So you need to make sure that the thumbnail is drawing the right type of people as well and representing your podcast right. And one of the things that I think is is nice about the ones that you've been doing is that they are often of the individual on the interview podcast or for Legends of Shield. It's of of multiple people. So somebody right away is saying that this is a talking head podcast is, is, you know, when they see multiple faces, they can make that assumption and they're not being misled. So. Yeah, very much so. And anyway, that's the update. And also, by the way, we just completed season three of the better podcasting main show, which was fun. We did it all about our audience. So if you want any more information about that, you missed that. Maybe you lit, this is the only thing you subscribe to go to betterpodcasting.com. You will see all of the shows over there for the Better Podcasting main show. And it was fun talking about podcasters increasing their interaction and growth through their audience. It was a fun season to do. One last thing before we go that I want to mention here. We've uh, had a comment actually by Liberty Dude in the chat. And he said, have you talked about doing a slideshow style video over one static picture throughout? So I'm going to assume what he's meaning is, let's say you do an audio podcast and you decide you're going to upload it on video. Maybe you're doing multiple pictures throughout instead of just attaching a single image. We haven't talked about that, but I think that would be an interesting idea. And there are probably some tools out there that would make it really easy to do. And it might be slightly more engaging, especially if you're able to dump a bunch of uh, content into those slideshows. So I don't know what you'd populate it with. I think there, if you didn't have a bunch of new ones every episode, you might end up some of the draw uh, of the initial viewing for some people might get lost if it's repeat pictures and stuff. But it probably would be a little more attention grabbing, I would think, than just a static picture. So that's a great idea. So a couple quick notes on that. If you're using the automatic upload feature from your podcast media host, if they have one to YouTube, it's just going to be one static image. They're not going to do that slideshow static image. So if you want to do that, you're going to have to produce the video yourself. And it's not just going to be an upload. You're going to have to do it yourself. The second thing that I will say, I will point to one podcast in particular that I listen to. This is an audio podcast. This is not a video podcast. The Main Engine Cutoff podcast by uh, Anthony Colangio. He actually does the audio podcast with the rotating logo for whatever he's talking about at that time. So if he switches news stories, it's going to be a different picture of the logo of exactly what he's talking about. And that's a, an example that I can make of, yes, as I'm driving in the car and I'm seeing this on my car play, I actually can see in the corner of my eye the change in the logo. And I'm like, what changed on the screen? Nothing's supposed to change on the screen. And if I'm at a stoplight or whatever, I'll look down and like, oh, okay, that's what happened. It's it, He's using the uh, podcasting uh, RSS, uh, I forget what tag it is, to actually change the logo when you get to a certain point in a certain time code in the in the uh, podcast, the same would apply on, on YouTube videos. I've seen YouTube videos like that. I can't think of one right off the top of my head, but I do know that they do it. And like Steven said, if it's repetitive from show to show, people just don't want to see it. They, they'd start to tune out because whatever. I mean, if they're listening to it, that's one thing. Like if they have YouTube premium, they're able to listen to it with their screen off on their mobile device. But if they're actually watching it, you're, you're just seeing the same thing over and over again. Yes, there's some value in it, especially if you're annotating specifically the topic that you're talking about. But again, you have to balance, is this worth the time? 
All right. So I got one last thing that I ha have been a terrible father for. This is something I was supposed to talk about months ago, and I kept forgetting, and I kept saying, I'm going to talk about it on Better Podcasting. And I was saying this to my son, because uh, a couple months back, my son's off in his room, and he's doing his thing with Lego, and he's playing with Lego, and he's um, very, very busy. And then he keeps coming in. He keeps being like, hey, hey, can I see something in your den? Okay. All right, whatever. Back, hmm. forth, back, forth, back, forth. And then he presents me, and I have to shut my green screen off for this. So um, he presents me with the following, which for the audio listener, it is Aww. it is my podcast studio, which you can see that's got the green screen behind me. It has, let's see if we can get that like that. It's got a microphone as I break it apart here. So it's got a little bit of a microphone. And then it even has the big widescreen i'm trying to figure out how to do this big widescreen monitor with a vertical monitor and also um there's a little camera right there so it is it is a little lego caricature of me which has sat on my desk for a couple of months now and i told him i'm gonna talk about it on better podcasting because that is the audience that's gonna want to hear about it and uh i'll probably show it on the gonna geek show but it had to be debuted on here as well and i love it and I enjoy looking at it every time I podcast. So hopefully That's that description. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully that description did it justice. He's even got the uh, stains on the carpet there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty impressive. And uh, he's even got my big pee jug that I put below, below as well for when I, when I got to no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's great you tell him i said that's great that's awesome and everybody should that's listening to this should get a hold of steven somehow maybe in our discord server at betterpodcasting.com discord or on any of his social media and tell him how cool that is so he can relay that to his son i also should have photos i took right away um so i will if not i'll retake them but i'm pretty sure i have i took photos right away and i've been waiting to talk it on here before i put it into the channel so i'll try to put it over at on our Discord channel at betterpodcasting.com forward slash Discord. It is the best geek community around, and I'll put it over there. All right. Look forward to the conversation over there. We already got one comment from Johnny P, and he says, that is the coolest thing that you have discussed tonight. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming on by another episode of the Better Podcasting live chat. We'll be back again next Wednesday, 4.15 p.m. Pacific, 7.15 p.m. Eastern, over at geeks.live. That is our new streaming time. And at the moment, it will continue that way until we realize that that doesn't work. And then we'll shift it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it rolls. Thank you very much for coming tonight. We really appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome in the live chat. We are working in a way to bring you into the show itself. We're working in a way to show the comments on the show. So all that might be worked as we progress this season of Better Podcasting Live Chat. We'll look forward to seeing you next week for episode 49 of better podcasting i'm stephen john drew saying yes i have a cool thing and if i hold it up right now the green will be transparent and i'm sp saying that's just plain out awesome we'll see everybody next time bye bye everybody thanks for checking out another episode of better podcasting you can find the full back catalog of better podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas.
Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.